blessed people in the mighty name of Jesus. I welcome you to our mighty, mighty mega Sunday service. And uh, on this occasion, we have two sessions. One of them will be a little longer. The message of the Lord will be a little longer. And so, blessed people, we are waiting for the translator so I can be able to get started. But uh, again, I welcome you to our powerful Sunday service. This is such a special day again. In the mighty name of Jesus. And tonight, we have mega sessions for you. We have received a lot of messages, floods, floods from all over the globe. This was a very important achievement on the Lord, from the Lord. On his mission at this hour on the earth. Because I've also received from uh, Bishop Elizabeth of Canada of Calgary, Canada, how the, the churches, the, she has mobilized the, all the churches in Canada have gone into a deep repentance. Serious repentance. That is the right way to go. The, the cities, I cannot count them all. Ottawa, New Brunswick. Toronto, the churches across the entire Canada. Montreal have gone into a serious repentance after the Lord spoke. And after they saw what the Lord did to Haiti for failure to repent. But welcome to our very blessed service, blessed people. And this service will begin with the message of the Lord. And then we have a second session. So gear up yourselves, prepare yourselves for takeoff. I've blessed the church in Germany because I'm told all the senior pastors across the entire Germany are tuned in. Entire. Very, very senior. Some have theological colleges, some have their broadcast uh, systems, everything. They are tuned in. And that's why every day they are number one in Dutch. And also all over the world, Australia. This is such a portal of reprieve the Lord has opened to bring a fresh life into the church. And so I begin with the message that I gave live on air tonight. Blessed people. The Lord Jehovah has spoken with me in the past few hours and in that conversation the Lord Yahweh placed me at a place on the earth here 
hapa duniani. And then I looked up. He made me look up into the sky. Halafu akanisababisha niangalie juu juu katika anga. Then I saw heaven open. Halafu nikaona mbingu iko wazi. Then I saw the tremendous cloud of God. Halafu nikaona wingu kula ajabu kabisa la Mungu. The cloud of Jehovah Yahweh. Wingu la Yehova Yahweh. The tremendous cloud of the God of Israel. Wingu kula kutisha la Mungu wa Israel. The cloud is, that is Yahweh himself. That is the Lord God. What a dispensation that we can even be talking about this at this time. Talking about God the Father himself. Talking about the Lord God himself. The creator himself. And so he placed me at a place on the earth here. And then he, make, he makes me that vision to look up into the sky. And when I looked up, then I saw the tremendous thick dark cloud of God. The one that I called down to Kisumu at that conference to tell him to identify the two prophets to this generation. And so I saw this cloud that you see on your screen. And then he began to descend in the same way like a funnel. And he came and I thought, I don't know why in my mind I thought he was going to stop somewhere in the sky. Because last time we had a narrative here. When we said only in Israel, he, when I called him, he touched down, he touched the holy land, the real estate, his property. Wakati tuliposema ya kwamba ni Israeli tu peke yake Wakati nilimuita Wakati nilimuita Israeli tu peke yake ndipo aliguza ardhi mali yake takatifu Only Israel you see when I called him to come and defend Israel Ni Israeli tu peke yake wakati nilipomuita aje kuilinda Israeli You see he came down and he walked on the soil because that is his real estate that is his property his holy land but now in this vision that happened just a few hours ago then he came and I thought he was going to stop somewhere in the sky above my head. Then shockingly enough, he came all the way down and touched the soil. It covered me and touched the soil. He covered me totally and touched the soil. And that is amazing. Because the night before this day, about 48 hours ago, he was talking to me about what he showed me the other time that I shared with you here. When I said, that I was shouting to Israel and telling them the Antichrist is not divine. 
Don't cooperate with him. Don't worship him. Don't walk with him. He's from the devil. He is not divine. He is a liar. And then finally I also saw in that vision he made me see the final end when finally the temple, the house is restored. The end of the prophetic timeline. When now the cloud came and settled on the roof of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. I shared that with you, I think in June, sometime back. Immediately the Lord spoke with me. And so about two days ago, he was ministering to me about that. And he was telling me to come back to you and remind you about that prophecy. And then now came this that happened just a few hours ago. What a dispensation. What a blessed generation you are that even this kind of transaction could happen between heaven and you. Whereby one may appear before you and yet he is doubled and he is saying that the Lord Yahweh the one who visits one of them in the cloud in the wilderness coming with the Israelites that is coming to visit again and then I somehow listened in passing to what senior bishop Joanne was sharing on radio and I was amazed because you know that when he came to Kisumu that December 22nd, the year 2019, at my command, at my call, when he came, the earth has never ever been the same again. And I was shocked at how the Holy Spirit has helped you, the church that are tuned in here. When I had senior Joanne, the director of the radio broadcast, saying, that when the cloud came everything changed then she was saying that the wrath of Moses of these two the wrath of Moses is unbearable literally unbearable now he is coming again and that is what I wanted to break to you people that whenever he comes it is unbearable so let us prepare for the coming of the Messiah and then he spoke with me by voice and he told me tell these people to repent and prepare the way for the coming of the Lord so the Messiah is coming what a mighty way to begin the sermon. But tonight's sermon are in two pieces. 
the first part I'm going to open up a general introduction to bring everybody to the same page. And today we have received information that senior leaders all over the globe senior leaders are tuned in in respective nations leaders of nations then of some nations please are tuned in but always it is important to listen to what the lord is saying now listen to this i said already that the manner in which the announcement on the glorious coming of the Messiah is being executed. The manner in which the Spirit of the Lord is navigating the two prophets to announce to a generation that the Messiah is coming. Is with maximum power. And so, one observation though, because of the modernism and the postmodernism that has consummated in this age, that has eaten into the life on the earth now, there has been a response, a response, a mega response. But when you look at the generation and you are transmitting to them the message about the ancient God of Israel, a modern generation, postmodern, sometimes you thought that they are saying that it is debatable that to prepare for the coming of the Messiah and appropriately respond to the call to repentance is debatable. If I want, I'll do it. If I don't want, it's okay. Sometimes you get a feeling that there is a misunderstanding on the rapture of the church. That they think it is debatable, it is discussable, it is something that you can place on the table and see if you want to take it or not. And that's why of late the Lord has navigated me and led me to speak to this generation in absolute clarity and make you understand that the rapture of the church that the gathering of the saints in itself is a landmark event so significant and so important to the Lord God himself before even you make up your mind whether you want to really participate. Because I say it, it is such a wonderful opportunity for the Lord to advance the prophetic timeline, the calendar of God. Because we know that this day the day of rapture the Lord uses it to bring to an end the church age 
the church age it is different from the gentile age the age of the gentiles because the gentiles have still to trample on the city of Jerusalem and the holy place until the person of the antichrist and the, the wealthy false prophet will use very good in economics the false prophet until they are thrown into the lake of fire that is when the gentile age ends but I'm talking about the church age the Lord uses the rapture to bring it to an end so he can now advance his purposes for the nation of Israel. And so you see that the rapture is actually important to the Lord God himself. And we saw that number two, it takes advantage, the gravity of rapture, the gravity of rapture to a people that are modern that thought that it is debatable if I want I can take it if my pastor does not say about it I can leave it <laughs> if my pastor doesn't teach us about it I will just leave it but I will wait until our pastor says something the Lord came to annul that and to rubbish that school the school of thought because he say that the Lord God himself he takes advantage of the day of rapture the day of the snatching of the holy faithful church to be able to evacuate those who have been faithful to him and to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. He uses that day to remove them from a war theater. And you can see on your screen the war theater. A tremendous war theater that the Lord has begun to flash to this generation. It's a dreadful time to be in the tribulation. It is a very fearful time to be in the tribulation. And you can see the debris and the destruction. The suffering and the pain. It is virtually unbearable. And so the Lord says in the book of First Thessalonians He says in chapter 1 verse 10 He says in Revelation chapter 3 Revelation chapter 3 verse 10, verses 10, 11 He comes out very openly that He wants to remove you from the world theater on your screen right now. 
Because you are faithful unto him. And the word theater, look at that. And he has involved these two prophets to bring about this on the earth, what you are seeing on your screen. And he says that even as you are watching, let me be reading for you Revelation 3 verse 10, 11. He says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from, from, if I wear you and I meet from, I underline from. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation the hour of trial we shall come upon the whole world to try them that dwell upon the earth to try who to try them that dwell upon the earth thank you so much my son senior Lusweti for doing bringing this for them to see that they may understand the urgency of God wanting to remove his people from this kind of suffering, this kind of trial to test those that live upon the face of the earth. As you can see on your screen, it's virtually unbearable. It is virtually unbearable, the words of my tongue. And the Lord is using the action of the words of my tongue to prophesy and speak to this generation about what is coming. The Lord has no time to play around with sin and rebellion. That's why he's saying to try all who dwell upon the earth, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Who are those? Those are the rebellious. Those are the ones that refuse to take the gospel that these two prophets are preaching. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. And so they drift into the great tribulation. They try God with their pride. And only to land in a situation point five. And he says verse 11. Behold I come quickly. Hold fast. Hold that first which thou hast that no man take thy crown. And so we saw very clearly that the Lord intends to remove you from the war zone you see on your screen right now. And this is just the way I am prophesying to this generation. Just like he told Isaiah to strip his clothes and walk naked before Israel to tell them that soon they are going to be stripped naked naked before the eyes of the nations. 
ulimwengu pia anaenda kuweka wazi na uchi kabisa mbele ya mataifa and just like he told Ezekiel na kama vile alivyomwambia Ezekieli to prepare food in a certain way or to, to he told Ezekiel to sleep and be tied on one side for so long just like he used Zechariah to shepherd sheep to prophesy to shepherd sheep to prophesy to them on how terrible the antichrist would be and to shepherd sheep to tell them how good the good shepherd would be so it is now that the lord is using these actions of these two prophets on your screen Vivyo ilivyo pia Bwana anatumia matendo ya hao manabii wawili wakutisha ambao yuko katika runinga zenu to prophesy on what is coming ili kutoa unabii kuhusiana na kile ambacho kinakuja and so we saw very clearly na kwa hivyo tuliona wazi kabisa that the lord is saying ya kwamba Bwana anasema that he wants to remove you from this sin ya kwamba anataka kuondoa kutoka mahali hapa whereby it looks like a war ravaged zone mahali ambapo panaonekana ya kwamba mahali palipoharibiwa sana na vita and it does not segregate developed and developing even the coronavirus see the devastation the mogs are full and so we saw that the rapture is very key to the lord himself because he wants to remove you he uses that to remove those who have been faithful to jesus and faithful to him that you may not be able to see this to take you into the rooms that jesus prepared inside heaven so blessed people tonight also i want to begin by mentioning one or two very key things that matter to god about the rapture and we see very clearly that the mass graves nobody wants nobody wants to be in the mass graves as you see now but as we begin now I want to say this that in the same way the rapture is very significant to Jehovah Yahweh because he uses that day to do two very important things that he promised in the Bible on Friday we saw that he uses it to fulfill the first resurrection and today we want to see how he uses the rapture to separate the wheat from the tares he uses the rapture to begin the process of separating the faithful holy christian believers 
from those that are following from the people on the rebellious that are following Satan and we are number one globally right now on Twitter hallelujah and what a message for which to trend number one globally and I want to begin at a place again where you may understand that the rapture is very key the coming of the Messiah is very key to the Lord God himself Amen. to the kingdom of heaven it was never meant for debate with the modern generation and that's why the Lord Jesus in John chapter 14 1-3 he says that he is going to the father in other words he is going to the kingdom of God to prepare a place for you in other words to prepare the entire heaven because there are going to be new people coming into heaven there is going to be a new community entering heaven there is going to be a group of immigrants coming back home that have been away for some time coming back to the house of the father and so in other words he went to prepare the entire heaven God the father is preparing also and is at the center of the preparation navigating the true prophets and he's saying that the entire heaven is preparing right now and we saw in Matthew 28, 16 to 20. And then we also saw from the book of Acts chapter 1 that you will receive power then go ye unto the nations and baptize the nations and save the nations convert the nations preach to them that they may receive Jesus repent and be holy and be now the children of God he says from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the ends of the earth giving them this great commission and Matthew 28 16 20 also he affirms the great commission and so we saw very clearly that he expects the entire earth all humanity all creation he expects the mountains the oceans the forests all creation to be preparing for the coming of the king of the universe so it was never meant to be something I take it if I want it was never meant to be debated or to be debatable. It is such a very significant fulcrum. It's a tipping point on the prophetic 
calendar of God. And remember the Lord has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. And he has given me the authority and mandate to come and announce to you because he has given me the secrets of the coming of the Messiah. And that's why this now demarcates, this marks a very quality time upon the face of the earth. Because the king is coming. The savior of the world. He is coming as a glorious king. Triumphant king. He's coming with a crown. He's not coming to die for you at Calvary again. Because sometimes when you look at this generation, you almost think that they are expecting him to come as a baby in the manger. No, no, no. The Lord has already appeared to me in the sky. The Christ. The Lord Christ. The Messiah. The King of Kings. The Redeemer. The Savior. He that is the darling of the kingdom of heaven. The Son of Man. He that defeated death. He that locked the gates of hates and hell. He has already appeared to me in the sky. Sent by God the Father to appear before me and then walk for me across the sky. It was such a tremendous vision. Tremendous. I want to give you news. This time around he has a crown. And he is so glorious. And he has a red rope running from one shoulder here going like this diagonally. And a huge golden shash going around his waist and chest close to the chest. And so, make sure that you are born again with the first Calvary. Because he's not coming back to walk in the narrow parts of New York City. He's not coming to walk about in the roads of Cicero, Pulanski. In Shabab Nakuru. In London, London Nakuru. And 58 is not coming to walk those paths to come and argue with the Pharisees, to come and plead with you to receive the gospel. No. He's not coming to Maria Shoni. He is coming to take the holy church as a glorious triumphant king of victory. He's enjoying the strength of his victory. The might of his glory. And you reach up in the sky and shout and say, come up here. And those that have been faithful to repentance and holiness they will hear that voice and they will go up. And tonight in our starting, 
I want to bring you another value and gravity of rapture to the Father. That the rapture is so important to God the Father. Because that is the time when he comes to sieve out his own elect, the faithful saints. Kuchunga kichungu. Like the kichungi of tea in Kenya, there's so much tea, Kenyan tea. So when you boil the tea leaves when, with milk, and then now when you're pouring the tea, you use a sieve, and it holds back all what you want held back. Oh, I like it also. So, so continue, please. Wanapenda sana chai hivyo basi wanapopika chai ya maziwa unaona ya kwamba wanachunga hiyo chai ya maziwa na kichungi So is coming with a sieve the rapture is a sieve Hivyo basi anakuja na kichungi unyakuzi ni kichungi For him to harvest his own faithful saints Ili kwamba kwake yeye kuwavuna wateule wake Those who have been wearing long long jackets long skirts and the world has been trying to blackmail them Wale ambao wamekuwa kivalia maskoti marefu na skati mrefu those who have been re rejecting sexual sin rejecting lies so he's coming to those who have walked the narrow road to tell them come up here my good and faithful servant to separate them from the rebellion of this age to separate them from the rebellious generation you see today. And that's why I said the rapture is so important to God the Father because he uses it to separate the wheat from the tares. And the second part we'll see is that the rapture is so important for him because it's such a golden opportunity for God the Father to finally intervene into the ongoing conflict between good and sin. Between holiness and wickedness that is going on on the earth today. The non-stop contestation and fight and conflict that is ongoing right now. Between wickedness and righteousness. Between ungodliness and holiness. So the rapture is the door that opens the, for the Lord a wonderful opportunity. Opens for heaven such a golden opportunity to also step in and have their say that God the Father may have his say and to make sure that he underscores one very important point when he intervenes he makes sure he underscores one very big point that says that sin can never win 
that only holiness must finally win that rebellion will never win that's why he steps in the rapture gives God such a wonderful opportunity to step in into the ongoing conflict between holiness and wickedness Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us begin with God separating the wheat from the tares, the faithful from the tares. Hallelujah. What a beautiful Sunday service. And I welcome you, blessed people from all the nations. It says the book of Matthew 13. In Spanish, Mateo, Libro de Mateo, this is the uh, phrase, it's 13. Phrase, verse 13. Matthew 13. I need to polish my Spanish then. And wax it, right? Okay. I need to polish my Spanish to, to, to refresh it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Matthew, chapter 13. And we are beginning from verse 24. And we'll write it all through to verse 30. It says the following. Another parable put he forth unto them saying The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept I don't know how you read your Bible but there are some key things even as we go through that should really excite you, should really wax your hearts up and rekindle in you some memories to rekindle your hearts and memories because he says while man sleepeth shouldn't that tell you why sin has entered the church shouldn't that tell you why wickedness has spread out and almost defeated the church to quench because the church was given power to conquer wickedness because he said go ye unto the nations with power he said the power from on high in tongues of the Holy Spirit tongues of flames they did not go without power they went with power not political power not economic power not the power of the UN Security Council Oh, I tell you, boy. They went with real 
power the power that can chase away darkness and re literally transform the lives of people but there was some slumber that came into the house and that's why he's saying and while man sleepeth that should have caught your attention that this church has slept and he says but while man slept his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat look at that and went his way he came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way and went his way he's not there anymore and then he say he goes on to say verse 26 of Matthew 13 the importance of the rapture but when the blade was sprung up when the blade was sprung up the wheat the, the, and brought forth fruit. Then appeared the tears also. So you can see this process of harvesting begins now. When the Messiah himself comes to harvest with the archangel. And remember that there will be another harvest also in the tribulation, the great tribulation. When the angels will come, four angels, and take key positions and gather those that belong to the Lord. The, the four corners of the earth. And there will be a grand cosecha in Spaniel, a great harvest. But you don't want to go through the other harvest. Because of the unbelievable slaughter for you to be harvested into the kingdom of God, your neck has to be put on a wood and cut with a, with a heavy axe and separate and it will be rolled. The head, your head will be rolled. But it is true that every word of this Bible will be fulfilled. That's why when I tell you the rapture is coming, prepare in earnest, in genuine repentance, it is very serious, it's not debatable. Today I saw the Lord. I saw the cloud of God. And he came and spoke with me by voice. I am so happy, full of fire. I have seen my friend Yahweh. Elohim. Bara. Mekadishken. Mefalti. He's also Jehovah Ori. My light. Hashofet, the righteous judge. Rofe, our healer. Nisi. Shalom. I saw him. 
But he's saying that the rapture is very key to him. So how much more important to you then? Mere creation. It is not debatable. And so for him, he begins the process of harvesting the wheat. And putting in the bands up there that Jesus went to prepare. And leaving the tear here to wait for that moment after the great tribulation of fire. It will be set on fuego, on fire. On the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a time. And he's saying very powerfully here. And so the servants of the householder, the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou so good seed in thy field? Okay, so he's saying, didn't you? I don't know what version you're reading. King James says, didst not thou so good seed in thy field? From whence then hast it tears? Aye. And you know, I said as we read, there is so much, there, there are so many nuggets that should be piercing your heart from all directions. The word piercing your heart. There is a song that says the word is working mightily. That the word is working mightily. Yes. Should be working mightily in your heart now. And he's saying, where then did, did the tears come from? And yet you should know that the magugu, the weed, the tears, they don't come to smile with the wheat. They have what you call adaptation genes. They have genes for adaptation. They know that everything is always against them. So they come to viciously compete against the wheat. When the enemy plants the tears inside the wheat, the purpose is that the, wheat, the tears may outcompete the wheat for the nutrients in the soil, for position, for the nutrients in the soil, interfere with the nutrition of the wheat. And outcompete the wheat. So if you look at two fields, two fields. If you look at two fields, one without weeds, without the tears, and the other one where the wheat has the tears. It is obvious that the wheat where there is no tears growing is 
they grow very healthy and very productive and very fruitful. The kernels they produce are bigger ones, fatter, and much more productive and fruitful. And yet when you look at the wheat growing in the field where there is weeds, the tares, you find that they are malnourished. These ones without the tares are green and healthy and huge kernels, huge fruit. Huge seeds. And so the owner of this field without the tears will be very happy. He will have a smile in his face. The way this generation puts it. He will smile his way all his way all to the all the way to the bank. And yet when you look at the field where the wheat has the tears, some of them are toxic. They they, they outcompete by 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 toxic, they are obnoxious, they outcompete by by uh, by infecting by attacking the wheat by outcompeting it by denying it a chance to grow healthy and so if you look at their fruit they are unhealthy they are yellowish and they are Kernels are small, small. Malnourished. And so when the Lord finds that the church is asleep, and he sows apostasy inside the house, when the Lord finds that the pastors are asleep, and he sows immorality and wickedness and false prophecy in the church. Then those aspects, that, that apostasy will interfere with the healthy growth of the sheep in the church. And that church, the healthy growth, once the healthy growth is affected, that church will have low productivity, less fruitful. And so then, haven't you seen this generation? The church of this age. She's less productive. Because she has mingled with the world inside worship. Her Christian life is mingled with the, the weeds that have been sown inside the house. And so the Lord says, He's coming to separate the faithful saints from the tares. Hallelujah. And He goes on to say, He said unto them, an enemy hath done this. 
The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in, bound, in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. So this is what the rapture will do. It's a judgment that begins right away. And I like the way the Lord has defeated the human theology and philosophy. He said, oh, you see the judgment will come after the dispensation of grace is over. That's when the judgment comes. And so look at the Haiti earthquake. Look at the Chile earthquake, the earthquakes, the nations that he sent me to judge. Mexico. Look at the coronavirus. Come on. God is sovereign. God has sovereignty that is incontestable. And so, Prepare that the Lord may harvest you into the kingdom of God. I am so glad that the Lord has now, is now communicating with the earth, God the Father. Through these two prophets. Finally, the visitation of the Lord God that people only read as stories. It's now happened to a generation. That is a lot of belovedness, right? From the king. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.